Hello, we have saved you a seat. Welcome to Train Station at 8, a video game music podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and joining me today is my co-host and brother, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hey there. How you doing? I'm doing really well. I think we need a more, like, snazzy intro, though. I think that's starting to get stale. Hmm, you're probably right. Well, we well, we better not think it up on the spot, because that usually goes terribly. Choo-choo, all aboard. Uh, Welcome what? to Train Station today. I, the snazziest and snazziness on the snazzy market of snazz tunes. I was about to start complaining that you just proved my point, but I actually like that a lot. So. All right, see, so we'll, just add some, like, snazzy, jazzy music behind it, and we're all good to go. Well, you create all of our music, so I'll um, I'll leave I that up I think for that one, we just want some royalty-free stuff. Okay, good. All right, cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that sorted out. Um, and have you noticed that the, the train station's looking a little empty today? Well, I was looking around, and uh, I didn't see people, if that's what you mean. That's exactly what I mean. And I also hmm. don't hear a lot of noises of concession stands, and uh, I don't really see any schedules uh, flashing on the screens, and I certainly don't hear any uh, PA announcements. So I'm starting to think that the train station is actually closed. Uh-oh, that's not good. Are we, like, locked in? Are there ghosts? There might be ghosts. We're certainly locked in, um, but kind of what I'm getting at is it's, this seems to be um, another experimental episode. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm terrified. I am, too. In fact, I think it's going to be the the second of three experimental episodes, uh, because last week we had our little roulette where we went in and randomized songs that we were to talk about, mm-hmm. and next week we have something much more elaborate and special and fun planned, Right but this week... Well, in the spirit of video games, we have to make everything a trilogy, right? <laughs> yeah, in the spirit of, of every media uh, currently consumed in our modern culture, we have to make And then just release a bunch of spinoffs afterwards. Yes, or another trilogy. actually want to stop. Yes. <laughs> you can look forward to Train Station at 8. Judgment. <laughs> Judgment coming next winter. Um, but yeah, this episode is really just going to be an extra laid back, just you and me sitting around talking about video game music in general. There's no format, there's no structure, there's no song. It's kind of a little break time in between episodes. Wow. So, like, I'm literally just going to be sleeping during this episode? Mm, you is could the plan? Yeah, uh, I'd prefer you, if, you're, if you can talk in your sleep, if you can swing that, sure. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. Um, I'm a little sleepy, too, so we'll <laughs> see how this goes. Uh, but that's why we're calling it a freestyle because it's a musical term and uh sort of like the rap city roulette um we're clever okay get it yeah that's what that's what i'm trying to say we're smart people we We can do it too yeah we can use musical terms too (laughs) (laughs) i really like the ostinato i just used there oh wow (laughs) vibrato exactly that entire section just now was in three four yeah um uh, it was a waltz. So anyway, uh, let's go go ahead and jump into how we normally begin episodes, because I think we that's a uh, tried and true format. Um, Steven. Yeah. What have you been uh, listening to lately? I almost said narratively involved with, but that's mm. wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. You're still using that for third person? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't it's, on the last episode. It's like, it's here to stay. <laughs> okay, I like it. Abigail yes. kind of complains. Oh, bit, she hates it. She complained again. Okay. That's <laughs> one of the reasons it's here to stay. You better hope that I team up for the next episode again. Yeah, I, you, I'm you are supporter. a big advocate. Yeah, I'm a big supporter in silly names. Exactly. Uh, I did co-found Whales or Whales. <laughs> this is true. This is in Train Station at 8. Yeah, well, that's, that's again, that's clever. But that we are, we've already covered our cleverness mm-hmm. today. So what have I been listening to? That's the question, right? Mm, more or less, yeah. 
Um, well, I've actually been listening to a lot because there's been a lot of driving in my life recently, as you're mm. well aware of. Um, and I cracked open the, the Super Smash Bros. promotional Club Nintendo soundtrack the other day. Okay. Yep. Um, it's pretty cool. You know how that thing is formatted? I don't. Is it like one song per character or something? Um, no. It, it comes with two discs, red and blue. So you kind of got some Pokemon things going on. Oh, um, right, 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 yeah. And one is the Wii U soundtrack primarily, and the other is the 3DS soundtrack primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting with the 3DS because that's just the way they have it starting out. So it's pretty fun for me to listen to because I am not all that familiar with the 3DS music. Um, I haven't even played all the 3DS stages, yeah? Um, yeah. So that's been very fun. It's kind of like uh, getting a really nice, high-quality Nintendo-focused uh, remix album. Um, it kind of reminds me of listening to um, Harmony of Heroes and stuff. Right. I was about to say, like, what is better, this or Harmony of Heroes? Um, Probably Harmony of Heroes. Okay, I'm going to say that the expansion pack to Harmony of Heroes is probably better than this. All right. That's um, interesting. But this stuff is, I think, more consistently quality. It also has, like, some old tracks as well, like um, the Donkey Kong country jungle swing from the n64 version mm. um corneria is from it all music Melee. that is original to super smash bros is it not just like any you know actual game music it's all super smash bros it's all stuff that's in the game it's just there happen to be some stages that are from old super smash bros i know but you know super smash bros included includes music oh non-remix yeah it's from all other super S- smash bros stuff I'm okay so it's sure. all remixed yeah okay from what i could tell um, I haven't gotten that far through it, but it's been um, really fun. It makes me want to play Super Smash Bros. again. Um, I was especially impressed with some of the Star Fox stuff that I hadn't really listened to that closely um, outside of the game. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. And did you say you've been listening to the 3DS one? Yeah, because that's, that's like disc one. So mm. I'll get onto Wii U when I'm done with that. But I'm only like... A fourth of the way through that. They're pretty big. Um, it doesn't have everything, of course, but it has enough to make it exciting. Um, let's see. All let's, right. Let's see. Right now, I'm going to look up Super Smash Bros. All right. Here we go. Um, looks like they've got about 36 songs each. Oh, wow. That's a lot more than I thought they had. Yeah, it's a ton. Like, here, let's see what I've been listening to so far. Um... Oh my goodness, the ground theme, underground theme, um, for, uh, Super Mario Bros. And unfortunately, they don't really say who, who composed these songs. Koji Kondo. Um, Koji Kondo did all of them. Yep. Um, but that's like, in my opinion, the definitive version of the Super Mario theme song. Wait, the underground song or the no, no, no. It, it's ground theme and underground. Oh, um, why is it definitive? It it has everything. It, it kind of sounds Latin. It sounds jazzy. The underground theme brings in these awesome electric guitars. Huh. Um, you should look that up. I should look that up because I mean there have been a lot of versions of that song. Mm-hmm. That's been remixed a little bit. It's right up there with uh, Doctor Wiley. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think that. I think this is, like, one of the versions I would show to someone. Interesting. Like, what are your other, like, Mario theme remixes that just stick in your mind? 
Um, the Mario Sunshine bonus levels. The acapella one. Yeah, like the do do. Yeah. I was just like such a like surreal, great um rendition of that song. I appreciated that a lot. I also just love those bonus levels. Yeah. Because that game is best when you don't have Flood. And that's why they made, like, a million of them. (laughs) And Super Mario Galaxy. And Mario 3D Land. Yep. And World. Speaking of Mario 3D Land, um, the kind of the athletic theme Mm -hmm. from that. Yep. um, Composed by Koji Kondo. Composed by Koji Kondo. I don't actually know if it was. It wasn't 3D World, but I don't know about Land. Isn't that the... Or is that that is like a truly classic Mario song. Like every time I hear it, I'm like, "Isn't that Mario 3? I know. It's, it's like, "Oh no, that was made so 20 years Mario. later." Yep. It's so it's super fun. That's so Mario. <laughs> I I will I was about to say they should make a sitcom, but they already did that. <laughs> they already made a live action Mario sitcom. Wait, great. they did? Yeah. It was a sitcom? It was it was like the interludes for the Super Mario Bros. show. Oh no. It was I like no sitcom. Yeah, I was like, "Luigi, what are you doing?" <laughs> Around and Mario I thought they just rapped or something. Uh, they, they did, did that. The Mario. They did that as well. Oh man! Both of those things happened. Um, Gosh, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> um. So another thing I've been listening to. Uh, I was prepping for a project that I guess I shouldn't quite talk about yet. Okay. Um, but it, it's going to be a new Wales or Wales show. All right. And to uh, train to station at nine. Train station at nine. Wouldn't it be great if we just, just made plays a right after this one? Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. So I needed to prep for it. I needed to plan. Uh huh. And I wanted some music to inspire me. So I was combing the um the internet for uh J pop slash hip hop. Mm, there's a uh, sneak preview into what you're putting together. Yep, that's all you're going to get, though. So that's You should have just listened to Off the Lock, because apparently you love that. I do like Off the Lock, but it wasn't cutting it for me. It was too, uh, too 80s rock hair metal, and that's, yep. not, that's not what I was looking for. Even yep. though it's a great, great, great it's soundtrack, bad. and some of the best bzzz has ever put out. It's not. It's You're so wrong. Uh, it's fun, though. It's kind of cool. It's, it's very cool. Look, hold on. I'm going to bring that up now. Um, we're talking about, a BZ, by the way. They're a Japanese, uh, rock group that you might Apparently know best like from. like, the most popular Japanese rock group. I guess so. Yeah, there's I just know them popular. because of Dragon Dogma, though. Yeah, same here. Um, so I'm looking at Off the Lock, Brian. Yes. And I, I would tell you the songs that are the best, but the ones I have at four stars are in Japanese, so I can't Wait, actually. Four? Oh my gosh. They're very good! I, I... I think you're in... Maybe we're listening to different albums. I remembered all of it really bad. It's... Like, it's okay, give me an example is, of one you have at four stars. Um, well, again, it's in Japanese. Oh. All of the Japanese ones are in four stars? The only two that I have four stars are the two in Japanese. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm... These are pl- so cheesy. I, I like them, though, man. Uh, okay, but four stars more than, like, like them. Four stars, like, this is legitimately great music. Well, maybe you'll understand where I'm coming from when I start to tell you about the what I've been listening to. All right, go ahead. Um, so, not since uh, Mighty Switch Force have you given me a more confident, perfect recommendation for my music tastes than when you introduced me to that song from... Um, Homemade Kazoku.
Remind me what this is. Uh, the amazing music video with the Japanese hip hop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you'd like that. So I was looking and looking, and I suddenly remembered that song. And I said, well, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So I bought a best of album from them. Okay. And I normally don't like buying best of albums, um, uh-huh. but I made an exception for this one because I didn't realize it was a best of album until I bought it. Uh-huh. So, oh well, but that's okay. It, By the it, way, I'm listening to one of those Japanese sad songs from uh-huh. Off the Lock. I'm kind of changing my mind. Aha! Well, okay, <laughs> I'm kind of viewing it as like, it's another wonderful example. <laughs> it sounds like they're just imitating what Western music was at the time. And almost parodying it. Like, it's just such a, such an apt, like, what would you say, like, I guess what I said, imitation of 80s, like, pop kind of hair metal, but they're just singing in Japanese, and it's kind of hilarious. It's They seem to have so much fun with it, though. That's the thing. It's like, they seem to legitimately enjoy the genre so much that they're just like, it's not actually good music, in my opinion, like a lot of the modern stuff is, but it's uh, it's pretty entertaining. Well, compared to homemade Kazaku, Kazoku, I think you pronounce it Kazoku. Uh-huh. Compared to homemade Kazoku, BZ looks like they're in a funeral march. That is true. I um. love these guys. <laughs> I just have listened to this album three times in a row. I just, it's the most exuberant, joyful, fantastic pop hip hop I will ever hear. I just can't get enough of it. Um, it's definitely going to become a regular listening pleasure. So, Shonen Heart is a lot of it better than that, or is that still That's like your favorite? That's kind of still my favorite, uh-huh. but it completely continues in that style and uh-huh. does some other crazy things. And there are other songs that rival it quite easily. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, I knew that would be in your uh, in your wheelhouse, man. Yeah, it's just it's almost ridiculously in my wheelhouse. Yeah, and it's just oh, I I mean, like some of the production values remind me a little bit of like Sonic R. Interested that like, you know, goofy pop, synthy like kind of cheap mean, but very heart. Ah, it's way better than that. okay. Like Shonen Heart at least kind of runs you. I think the music video though is kind of um distracting, distracting and persuading you otherwise. Okay, like they've got some really awesome brass, jazzy backgrounds in this, and some in- super interesting melodies, and it's. So fun to listen to. I love every single song. <laughs> That's great. Um, I, need my, to, I don't know. Is how that to, in your iTunes now? It is. Great. Um, for 17, 17 amazing songs for you to right. listen to forever. Um, Sounds good. My favorite song, other than Shonen Heart, uh, I don't know how to pronounce, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> my best bet is uh, Hashiritsuzukeru. You know, that's that's a pretty good Hashiritsuzik. <laughs> I don't know, man, but it's really good. Um, it's, I mean, I would look it up if I could, but I have no idea what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, maybe I'll just play the entire song right here. I, it, it deserves as much. Anyway, that's very fun <laughs> stuff to listen to. All right. Um, um, how, about, how about you, though? Let's take a break from me. Well, Stephen, I have been listening to not very much music. Oh, uh, weird. Yeah, it's an album. By, uh, no, really, it's, it's just, 
I I feel like a funny daddy because I'll record third person and be like, hey, I have not been reading any stories or like watching any uh, any TV shows or movies or anything. And then I go into this podcast and I'm like, and I've also not been listening to any music and I go into a different podcast and I've also not been playing any games. And it's just like, what have I been stinking doing? <laughs> what have you been stinking doing? Uh, being busy, I guess, with work and such. Me too. But I feel like I just, I'm behind on work as well. It's kind of weird time for me right now. I guess I just don't understand because we have the same job, which is, well, largely these days because of spring break, composed of driving to houses and visiting pets and taking care of them mm. um, because we're pet sitter business owner peoples. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's where I listen to so much of my music. That's where I've listened through um, the Super Smash Bros. soundtrack. I listened to some more... Um, uh, Oh, that was another thing I listened to. Well, I'll save that for later because now we're just focusing on you. It's not all about okay. me. But the point is, that's where I listen to most of my music is in the car. Well, it's like the patterns of uh, visits I've had are just like it's not. It's always like three minutes of driving, and I'm like, well, that's. Uh, I guess I've been having the longer drives then. I don't know, or maybe I'm just mis misjudging the time. We're just not well. The thing is, even if you it. like drive a few minutes, that's enough to get a song in. <laughs> so fair that's a fair point. <laughs> anyway, um, something I've been listening to though, because of the most recent uh, Super Mercado Brothers episode, is a lot of Elder Scrolls music. Oh, I'm always listening to a lot of Elder Scrolls music. That's true, but it was really interesting hearing them discuss it. Uh, yes, I highly recommend that episode. They did a really good job. It was interesting because they've never really played the games. Um. So they, it was very much an outsider's perspective in terms of what they thought of the music. Um, the only thing I like would maybe disagree with them on is, um, it seemed like for, um, Carl at least, like he liked Morrowind and then he liked Oblivion more and then he liked Skyrim even more than that. I kind of like, I have an inverse opinion of the, uh -huh. of the soundtracks and maybe that's because, because I've played the games. Um, maybe it's just because I've known Morrowind as a soundtrack longer than the other ones, but I feel like Morrowind was the least traditional of the three soundtracks. Like, I really appreciate Skyrim soundtrack and Oblivion soundtrack, but those are like a more, they feel like the way they do beautiful and the way they do fantasy is a little bit more typical and a little bit more what you'd expect from beautiful symphonic music than Morrowind, which is just like from its instrument selection to its type of melodies, completely original, much like the world itself is. I would, I have two comments about that. What? Comment number one being, perhaps it doesn't surprise me that, um, Carl likes the more traditional sounds because, I mean, those guys, as far as video game music fans go, are pretty traditional. That's true. You know, they love, you know, Koji Kondo and, um, they really like the roots of jazz and everything, which right. I agree with, but it's pretty traditional stuff. I mean, they also like, you know, Bastion. I'm not pigeonholing them. Right. But that, that doesn't surprise me exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm often like, oh man, I love Knuckles. Shonen Heart. <laughs> Shonen Heart. Um, and then the other thing I had to say was, I have throughout the years since Skyrim has been released, and by the way, it's been multiple years. Yeah, many. I wonder how long we have to wait until the next Elder Scrolls game. Well, unfortunately, probably at least until after another Fallout game. I suppose so, but their normal cyclical cycle, um, that yeah. was the redundant way to say that. It's going to be a Fallout cross Elder Scrolls game. It's post-apocalyptic Elder Scrolls. Okay, but can we please call it Elder Out? <laughs> because I like that name a lot. What about Fall Scrolls? Oh, that's also really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll do Rock, Paper, Scissors to decide which one of those is better okay. later. 
But I had a second point, which was to say that I have come to love all of the different soundtracks for different reasons. Yeah. Skyrim's may sound more traditional, um, just kind of like your choral, um, like, uh, the voices in the background and then kind of soft symphonic stuff as you're walking around. But if you listen to them, especially songs like Unbroken Road, which has this really kind of crazy ramp up and, um, how well it's like meshed into the world sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you get something kind of different from it. I really oh, think yeah, that they're Skyrim all exceeding has, the different soundtracks. Yeah, but they're all exceedingly the same. Like, and I'll just come in and say that the, the other thing I've been listening to has been Elder Scrolls Online. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, I've gotta say, I'm just not feeling that soundtrack. Yeah. And I'll hear like three notes and I'll be like, that's not right. The Jeremy Soul would never have put those three notes in an Elder Scrolls soundtrack. They sound too trite. They sound too predictable. Um, there's something about the Elder Scrolls soundtracks that uh, they... It seems like Jeremy really knows what he wants to get out of them. And he has a, a really specific soundscape and emotion he's reaching for. He doesn't just play music that sounds like it could be from an elf homeland in general. Yeah, they're unlike any other soundtrack in the genre or really in video games. I mean, even the Ricardo brothers who have a very broad, um, mm-hmm. broad understanding of video game music and a very broad understanding of music in general, were are unable to categorize this stuff. Like yeah. you can other music. Uh, it's very much a unique touch. It's almost atmospheric music, but on the other hand, he does have a few strong melodies he brings into it. Um, and it's also very grounded in real symphonic instruments. Well, fake real symphonic instruments yeah but actual like he's composing a symphony so it's very interesting to listen to we were just Um, talking today how we can't talking about how we can't believe skyrim has very few live pieces to it yeah it's almost entirely done with uh fake instruments with uh samples and the the thing that gets me the, the the white river how do you do that string solo Right, he'll I like mean, solo a clarinet or something. Yeah, it sound it's hyper focused listening to it as if it's a real instrument. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he lied. It yeah, he probably lied. I think Jeremy Soul is a liar. <laughs> I hope he comes on the show soon. <laughs> he, I, I backed a Kickstarter a while ago that he was doing to actually record a symphony um, for a piece he was creating, um, just original music, not oh, tied wow, to any forgot about or that. anything. I don't know when that's coming out, but Did I know it? he's been working on that for a very long time now. Wow. I'm very excited to see what he does with that. If he's, if it's still going on, I feel like that was years ago. Oh, no, it's still going on. I get updates from it. Oh, I guess I yeah. never donated to it. I don't think you did. Oh, what a dummy. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to make you feel better about so, that. So, you know one thing I love about the Oblivion soundtrack? Mm, flutes. Um, <laughs> That's part of it. Okay. But I like the Oblivion soundtrack because, uh, every, uh, piece has this really distinct melody that has this, like, kind of relaxing floral sound to it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that both Morrowind and Skyrim are more backgroundy and more yes. subtle, but Oblivion just kind of goes for it. It's like, this is going to have a, a beginning and an end and a strong melody for almost every single song, except for, like, Ariel's Ascension. 
um, uh-huh. almost everything. Interestingly, Ariel's Ascension was not in the console release yeah. of Oblivion. It's it weird. Played in the PC version. I wonder why, they, why that happened. Like some I have kind of no limitation idea at all. Have yeah. you ever noticed in Ariel's Ascension, and I can't remember the exact part of it, but has it ever stuck out to you how a one string part enters? Like, it kind of comes in as if it was like the beginning of it was cut off, so it comes in kind of like suddenly and just starts playing. I've listened to that song like a hundred times, but I don't think I have noticed that. Okay, I need to show you that part when we're done recording because it's like really noticeable to me now that I've noticed it. It's like the one time I've noticed what I think is an editing mistake in one of the Elder Scrolls wow. songs. Um, but it sounds really Maybe like, that's why I didn't make it in. It sounds really disjointed. It's like, oh, that was weird. He just like cut this track in all of a sudden. It didn't like ramp in naturally. Um, Ariel's Ascension always, always had kind of a religious feel to me. What did Oblivion? Ariel's Ascension. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, it I kind of too. sounds like a religious event now that I think about it. Ariel's um, Ascension. But, yes. <laughs> um, it kind of sounded like something that would be like in a church or something. Um, yeah, yeah, that's except true. better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oftentimes in, in the old games, even the ones Jeremy Soule used to compose, like the Baldur's Gate and stuff, every time you entered a temple, it would just be a, basically a Gregorian chant. Yeah. Like, early RPGs were so unoriginal in their, in their musical tastes, and just in terms of it feels like they all just did the same thing, like... Neverwinter Nights and Baldur's Gate and all that sort of thing. I've tried getting into those soundtracks, but they all just sound so similar to one another. Um, Elder Scrolls is such a departure. Yes. I love Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I'm still not sold on is like a lot of the combat music in Elder Scrolls. I'm not sure is that great. Yeah. Um, and you know, going back to the Mercado Bros show, they definitely highlighted the non-combat music they had um, some common music and actually had very good things to say about some of it but. yeah i guess i can't fully agree that it's quite as lovely as they say but mm-hmm. um i mean i guess if i listen to it a little harder i might appreciate it more but right it just doesn't hold a candle to the exploration but man i had forgotten until i i heard it on their uh their show just how amazing the uh rendition of the elder scrolls theme for skyrim is it's it, like, it gives me shivers every time. Like, yeah. it's truly I mean, a genius. It's really good starting out, but when they come back and, like, then change the ability to the actual elemental yes. theme, oh, that's the part that's so just, like... powerful. can't believe they actually recorded this oh I, and then uh it just plays at that title screen and everything is all smoky and dark and yeah it's awesome oh that's playing a, that game for the first time was so good that's a good song that's a good game go play that game yeah go listen to that song and go play that song find an instrument <laughs> and play that song. or just, or just yeah. find you know a horde of barbarians yeah either one <laughs> yeah yeah well whichever is closer yeah is <laughs> everyone you can reach from your desk exactly um so let me think is there anything else i have been listening to the answer to that important question would be i don't believe so at least nothing of like consequence okay nothing consequential huh nothing consequential okay not that not that comes to mind um i know i've probably been listening to even more it's been a lot like really a surprising amount of new stuff there's been the super smash bros cd oh i know what it was what is uh persona 3 Right, yes. I think that's what got me in the mood for this kind of jazzy Japanese hip-hop 
Um, I'm gonna put you in a trance. I say, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> and all that jazz, okay. as, as it were. Um, I like. What do you f- think of that soundtrack? I like it a lot. Um, it's not all, you know, consistently entertaining on its own, but it kind of reminds me of. Oh, I don't know, like PS2 era stuff, um, like even like Hotel Dusk, those those soundtracks that kind of give you a really specific mood, and it's all played with really simple like MIDI instruments, mm-hmm. but it 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 reminds you of certain events in a game or certain times in your life when you were playing it, right? And I I like that a lot. I especially like the. Whenever they break into hip hop, um, the battle music is amazing as well. Um, I just, I really, really like that Japanese flair of jazz, kind of hip hop fusion. It's just honestly one of my favorite things to listen to. What are some other examples of that outside of Persona? Um, well, that's the. I think I would like to know of more. That's why I was so happy to find <laughs> homemade Kazoku because that certainly mm-hmm. is. And then there's Persona. I would say that some Saturn stuff did that. Like, you look to uh, Burning Rangers. That mm-hmm. was very much in the same vein. Um, even Jet Set is a bit like that. Um, right. But all of those things, I just can't get enough of. I just love it. It's, like, always so fun and I don't, happy and energizing and memorable. Sonic Rush. Yeah, Sonic yeah. Rush. That's pretty much Jet Set. Yeah, pretty concerned. much. Same guy. Uh, but I guess to mention the Mark Otto Bros again, we do that a lot. Um, I'm sorry, they're influential people. Um, remember when we brought songs onto their show? And they're like, nope. man, you guys, you don't remember that? No. Really? We never did that. What are you talking about? I think about? we did that. Oh, okay. I think right. I'm going to have to link it in the show notes I'll take your now. word for that. Yes. Um, it definitely happened, 100%. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they mentioned that all of our songs started to sound like, um, like pop progressions. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? This one is hip hop and this one is, um, like, I don't know, what else did we bring? Hip hop. Um, <laughs> it's all hip hop. No, no, you mean, you know, there'd be like rock and then there'd be hip hop and then there'd be like, I don't know, electronic. Yeah. And et cetera. And I guess the more I think about it, the more I'm willing to admit that I really do, enjoy those um satisfying pop melodies and structures right because before i almost kind of thought i was like uh, well i mean i don't like pop music like i i that's just because every time i think of pop music i think of modern pop music like stuff mm-hmm. that you hear on you know um your, your pop, pop fm popular radio stations are just pop FM mm-hmm. and Puyo Pop. No, I'm just kidding. Puyo yeah, Pop's it's great. easy for people to assume pop is basically a synonym for shallow and bad. Yeah, and so I've kind of come to realize that maybe, maybe the uh, maybe Carl and Will were trying to use a synonym for our music is shallow. And well, bad. in all honesty, I think they were um, to an extent because they I couldn't just insult were. us on their show, but they certainly didn't like our sonic hip hop music. I don't know. I think they liked part of it. No, I you're right. Like they the liked the not the not singing part. I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were at all, but. I've never really, I don't know, I never really uh, made that connection, I guess. But now right. I'm just embracing it. 
Because uh, <laughs> so man, it's Miley Cyrus of, all the time for you now. Some well, maybe so. Some of this uh, homemade kazoku, like really, it has kind of those whoa oh oh whoa oh oh moments, and I'm just like, <laughs> I don't care. This is awesome. It's just this is all amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, pop is something that's simple and pleasing and mm-hmm. kind of you can work within that. Stru- well, something else that's fun about it is, you know, uses major a lot. So it's typically like very happy, upbeat stuff. Yeah. Um, and I guess and- I kind of see it like just because it is happy and sometimes simple and isn't trying to be deep, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't disqualify it for being excellent in music. And of course, right. I know that quite well. I love things like uh, um, Mighty Switch Force and mm-hmm. um, Sonic music oftentimes. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, looking outside on a sunny day and appreciating the flowers. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it might be one of the most fun ways to live life on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Flower watching. I'm actually starting a podcast called The Flower Watchers, um, oh. recording every Tuesday. I would, I mean, I'd be in on that as long as I, I can see flowers that. right now, actually. They're Me yellow too. and purple. Me too. Um, I think wait. we're looking at the same flowers. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, about the, the whole pop music point, it's, I think, partially due to just what we grew up on. Like, you know, the Mercado yeah. Brothers were very influenced by Mario music. Um, that was, I would say, their primary inspiration, some Metroid and I mean, a Carl lot of the Nintendo really stuff. liked Sonic, which is pretty poppy. That is true. The early Sonic stuff was quite poppy. Michael Jackson composed every Sonic song ever, I believe, actually, yes. himself. Um, it was quite a revelation. <laughs> It was quite a scandal, um, except for that one that Billy Idol did, but no one likes it. Wasn't that, that Ice Cap Zone? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but we really grew up in the, like, Nintendo 64 to GameCube kind of eras when we started really getting into games, and, like, modern Sonic stuff was really influential to us. Yeah. Um, and so that was very pop to to rock inspired, very upbeat. Unless you count shadow stuff, which is just weird. Um, very, what would you say? Like modern sounding? Like I'm, I'm I'm missing the last synonym there. Like, are we talking like Sonic music, Tails music, the fun yeah. guitar driven stuff? I mean, to right. me, it's like really. Um, I, yeah, yeah, it's like driving modern 2000s rock pop, I suppose. Right, and it'll have, like, influences. They'll have very hip-hoppy or jazzy or bluesy. I mean, well, Oops. I think one of the... Whoa, whoa what happened? I, I I just killed someone. It's fine. Your, your flower washing is getting out of hand. Put the binoculars <laughs> down. <laughs> um, but it was also had a huge element of... I mean, all I can say is Japanese. Like, yes. those... I think that's where you get some of the jazz stuff, honestly. That's true. I think a lot of the Japanese rock especially is maybe like the number one thing that we gravitated towards yeah. in terms of music. And that's, that is very much like rock, but it applies like a poppy, happy, upbeat sensa, uh, what would you say? Sensibility to rock's roots. Uh, because mm-hmm. rock often, like Western rock especially, is very right. dark. Is very, um. Exactly. It can, it can be grungy. It could be heavy. It could be minor. It could be, um, you know, like intense. Right. Or then you have like, you know, soft rock or pop rock in the West, which is typically like just people strumming basic chords. Right. Uh, and not really doing anything interesting with it, but singing kind of happily. And what I like about Japanese rock is it has the complexity of more um, intricate rock in the West, but it has like the happiness of the more pop rock. So it's uplifting and it's 
fun, and it has a really driving melody, both instrumentally and at times vocally. Um, right. But it's it's like fast paced and complex and interesting. And yeah, it can, seems to draw a lot of inspiration from the kind of jazz rock hybrids we get in the West, which are pretty much the most intricate and complex guitar players here. People like Steve Vai and yeah. Joe uh, Cetriani. Um, people like that seem to be very influential in the type of mainstream rock you get from places like Japan. Yeah, and to me, I like going to video games oftentimes because every once in a while I'll find like a mainstream like Western artist that kind of captures that. Mm-hmm. But it's usually just one or two songs, and they're back to they they get too screamy, or they get too um, right. I don't know, self obsessed with the kind of in your face attitude of America, which is lame a lot of the time. Um, it's not fun, lame. It's just kind of obnoxious to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, like for example, the whole punk movement. Right. There's, I really there's like a lot the of good sort punk of, music. Yeah, but there's a lot of horrible punk music. That's true too. And that's my big problem. I, I sort of like that, the kind of freedom, silly, really into it, messy, let's go for a guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know, it's stuff that you might have been introduced to in games like Tony Hawk or something. Right. But the consistency just kills me. And if I just browse those artists, they all just, you know, I just don't like them. I don't like them as people. I don't like their music. <laughs> Aww, uh, I'm that's... sorry, but it just happened to me. I tried really hard once to... I think Green Day has quite a few good songs. Well, I, I wasn't... I was kind of looking for different artists. Maybe okay. I should listen to more Green Day. Try Green Day. Okay, <laughs> buy me Green Day Rock Band and we'll play it together. <laughs> is there a Green Day Rock Band? Yeah. I Isn't totally there? forgot about that. Sh- yes, there is. Are you sure? I thought it was like a Walmart exclusive. Like oh, maybe or something. it's... I'm going to look this up. Okay. Now. Green I, Day that Rock... That sure sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, the, I think you're totally right. Uh-huh. Yeah, Green Day Rock made it a thing. Um, wow, I guess I was uh, stupid. Oh, well. No, it's not I think I think what you're really looking for, for though, Stephen, is Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> That's right up what you're Get talking Cameron about. Get Cameron on the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, Cameron, I did want to mention that we've launched... Well, maybe we should mention it at the end of the show. Yeah. Okay, never Be- mind. Yep, okay, teaser. That's We're going to mention yeah. something at the end of the show, and it's going to include Cameron. So, in summary, um, if you want to know what I aspire to as a person, listen to Shonen Heart from um, <laughs> Homemade Kazoku. Um, it's finally kind of going to replace my uh, Sonic music loop for a little while. Um, gotcha. What is your opinion on um, Guns N' Roses? Hmm. Well, I'm certainly no expert in any Western rock groups from that era. Um, mm-hmm. The only Guns N' Roses song that I actually know well is the one from Burnout Paradise. You know Sweet Child of Mine pretty darn Oh, well. that's true. Okay, here's my opinion. Um, memorable. Mm-hmm. Melodically interesting at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this real sweet spot that they somehow hit between mm-hmm. their piercing notes and their smoother, uh, kind of getting you swept away in the melody sort uh-huh. of styling. But, uh, I think the voice is just too much from, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Axel. Axel Rose. Axel Rose, yes. Um, it's just too much. It, it yeah. goes from, it's just kind of annoying, you know? It's like, it, it's a piercing, screaming, silly thing. And mm-hmm. so people who just take that completely seriously, um, like, that's great for them, but I just can't. <laughs> you know? I just mm-hmm. have not been able to. Um, yeah. And then I it kind of starts falling into kind of the, 
I wish we had a better word for it, but that, that really, uh, it's, it, it, do they use a lot of minor keys in my, Wrong oh, about that. I don't know. I'm not know. sure. It's that's whatever that like what you're looking for. Western rock shreddy sound is that. Yeah, I don't that's. Much a, I mean, maybe for. pentatonic for a lot of the. Um, yeah. For a lot of the solos, at least. But I definitely know what you're talking about. Um, it's a much. It's a darker, more. Um, less it's, melodic. It seems very technical and fierce. Yeah. Um, instead of like focusing on the melody and bringing you up, it kind of brings you down, or at least it brings me down. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a, it's the the kind of hard rock. Edge. So there was me searching through my opinions, just to sum, summarize for you. I do appreciate their melodies, but they wear old quickly. Yeah, I can see that. I, I've listened to quite a few different songs from them. Mostly just like their popular stuff, Civil War, November Rain, that sort of thing. Um, they're a weird band because they didn't release that much mm-hmm. because they like were only around for like five or six years. Um, yet they got r- ludicrously yeah. popular That's crazy. For, the time, for the time they were around. Um, I can't stand Welcome to the Jungle, um, <laughs> but I actually like uh, quite a few of the different songs. But I agree that like it's, it's it's if you suddenly get sick of that singer, you can't listen to it anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's. I think d- by default, you you wouldn't think you would like that singer. Like, why mm-hmm. would you? It's like ACDC or something. Yeah, ACDC's, um, oh. It's just so screechy. Horrible. It's screechy. It, like, it sounds yeah. bad. However, it is somehow applied in an extremely skillful manner. Mm-hmm. So you're like, whoa, this is actually kind of impressive. And mm-hmm. somehow fits with the rest of the song. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't blame you if you just can't get into it, because I can't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another band that I just can't get into because of the singer's rush. I just do not like their singer at all. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard him, but I I have oft compared him to a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, I guess I haven't. I like Rush's instrumentals so much. I'm just listening to their instrumental songs. I know those are pretty good, and obviously their drum drummer is like one of the best ever. Or just listen to Sonic Rush, and then you're in yeah, better company. Oh my altogether. god, Sonic Rush got Rush to team up with Nakaduma for the yeah. music. That would be pretty awesome. I'll say. Uh, I don't think the DS could have handled that though. It might, yeah, it probably would have, um, like, at least flickered one screen in and out for a while. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have not actually been listening to that much Guns N' Roses. I just thought of them for some reason. Huh. I don't even know why. Um, I have been listening to... Maybe it's to... because we were talking about Sonic Mature 2, which has Shadow the Hedgehog who uses guns and Amy Rose. Yeah. I mean, that's just a guess. That, that must have been it. That must have been it. Okay, good. All right. Um, something I have been listening to though is more, uh, Liquid Tension ex- Experiment. I mentioned them oh, before. Oh, yeah. That's um, true. they are the spinoff band from, uh, Dream Theater, which took Dream Theater's, I believe, drummer, guitarist, and keyboardist, and then brought in an outside bassist and basically did instrumental stuff. Very jazzy, very upbeat, um, in, again, that, that more fusion Steve Vai sound to me than the typical Dream Theater heavy prog yeah. metal sound. Um, so what's interesting is I had never – Spotify is where I typically listen to their albums. They, they typically don't include like super long songs. And I found out there was a 30-minute song on the album that Spotify didn't include um, that I found on YouTube that was called Three Minute Warning. And the history behind the song is the bassist wanted to improvise and the other guys wanted to like um, actually write songs yeah like write carefully considered songs and the bassist said if we don't start improvising in three minutes i'm leaving um so they decided to start improvising and they improvised for 30 minutes 
and just said, wow, that's good. Let's just put that on the album. Wow. That's um, a, that's a really good story. And these people are insane because this is really good music and they just making, they're just making it up wow. like as they go and making no mistakes and playing incredibly intricate keyboard and guitar and drum and bass, uh, tracks over each other and just the amount of, interesting experimentation and good melodies and quality they can produce just off the top of their heads is ridiculous it's almost it sounds scary i think i need to listen to that for sure they are a little scary like these people are really a super group of talent an incredible drummer an incredible keyboardist they just they play very non-traditional music in a way that's um that also just brings you you've heard that song that you did the universal mind song it jumps around all over the place but keeps grounding you in what they're doing at the moment so i continue to be impressed by those guys um also uh something i've been listening to that i just saw in my itunes library that i want to mention because you know we got to bring up uh our good friends the the workout bros one last time oh good um carl released his funk album Oh, uh, yes, The Soul Carl, Surgeons. Carl B. and The Soul Surgeons, their first album, Electro Surgery, and I've been listening to that, and it's super good. It makes me want to play SimCity. I own that as well. I've listened to it a bit, and I like it a lot. Yeah. And it... It's, I don't really want to play SimCity, though. It kind of reminds you of that stuff. Okay. It's, it's less, <laughs> it's less uh, corporate jazzy, but it's still got a, it's still got a certain sound to that. Apparently, City's uh, sk- Skyscape or something that that new like SimCity esque game that was released is super. Oh, good. Skylines was it? Skylines, City Skylines. Yeah. Yes, I've, um, I've heard some scuttlebutt about that. Yeah, Cameron's been playing it and loves it, and it's basically like what SimCity should have been. Um, with Maxis closing down, that's kind of a yeah. What would you say, like, uh, ironic timing? I don't know. I suppose so. Maybe it's kind of like. A chapter closing and opening at the same time. Mm. Kind of. carrying like, on the okay, torch. Okay, someone's picking up the torch. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We can move on. Apparently, Max is just worth the people for that anymore. Yeah, that's sad, but I guess it or, just happens sometimes. At least Max just is part of EA. Maybe they could all join the City Skylines team and make City Skylines 2 City skylines Zier With Maxis. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That would be a, a happy ending. ending. <laughs> that would be an awesome ending. You know, stuff like that has happened before in in, in gaming. A lot of places yeah. closed. Like, look at that rare stuff. Oh man! Speaking the, of um, music, I think Playtronic or something is the name of the studio, and it's just a bunch of old rare guys that are finally creating a new successor to Banjo Kazooie. Grant Kirkhope doing the music. David Wise doing the music. Yeah, they got Dave Wise, uh, Grant Kirkhope, and that third rare composer that no one ever talks about, whose name I forgot. Wait, is, I can't remember if I just wished it was Robin Beanland or if it was actually Robin Beanland. I think it's the other one. Oh, the one I, I always forget too. The one you forget as well. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, one I forget. I think it's Robin, but I could be completely wrong there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very exciting that they're finally putting that together. Um, they just, just read an article about it today and something cool that they said they're doing, and this is, has nothing to do with music, but I don't care. Um, is first of all, they're trying to create the studio in a way that mimics how Rare was run before, which is like a very open discussion based, um, studio where they're just constantly bouncing ideas off each other and not making complex design documents, but Mm -hmm. just talking about it a whole lot. Uh, and that sounds really neat. And in addition to that, they're creating a world and network of characters. They compared it to Marvel um, in that they just want all these crazy NPCs and connecting um, relationships between all the characters so that when they feel like making maybe a shooter or a 2D platformer or just all these weird little games, they can just use all these different characters they've already created. That's awesome. 
plugging them together. See, that's one of the one of the amazing things that I think very few people realized um, at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's how, why, why Banjo Tooie was so brilliant, right? Because it took this cartoony little you know Mario sixty four world where there there were all these zany characters with googly eyes sitting around and doing silly things, mm-hmm. and then the sequel. <laughs> had you returned to the, the main hub world, but it is destroyed, a wall is knocked down, and you get to go explore the rest of the insane world. Yeah. And some of the people from the Banjo-Kazooie original world have gone through <laughs> that hole and lost themselves in this new world, yep. and then you'll find new people. And You it's, find it, Gobi trapped in a... Yeah, <laughs> in and you keep finding him, like, in all these different places, and it was just such a crazy, fun like the Jinjos you found out were not just collectibles, but they had a whole society and a king. <laughs> it's just uh-huh. like I really want them to do more stuff like that. Well, they are absolutely good. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. And they're making it in Unity, which is interesting. Yeah. Like they're they're very much going the the small budget focusing on the game itself and not the technology around it. Um because the game does not have to be like particularly stunning in a no. visual or technical sort of way Mm-mm. it just has no. to have heart it could just look like creativity and i'd be excited yeah exactly yeah so that's easily one of my most anticipated games that's because i so love manja kazooie awesome. talk about good music we had to bring up grant kirkhope we brought up jake kaufman so yeah <laughs> yeah um but yet yeah, i think that covers everything i've been listening to everything of consequence great um, I guess it's mostly about what I've been listening to as well. Um, I suppose I've been playing Majora's Mask and appreciating that soundtrack some more. Oh, wow. We've never talked about that. Mm, we should probably dedicate a third episode. What to about it. that clock down day three, huh? Uh, it's pretty creepy. Uh, it doesn't get the respect it deserves. No, no one ever thinks about that song. It's creepy. <laughs> it's creepy that no one ever thinks about it or it's just a creepy <laughs> song. You know, I'm going to go with both. Okay. I can respect that. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know what I'm, another, speaking of games I'm looking forward to though, Hmm. um, I know it's been getting weird reviews, I don't really know if it's gonna be that good or not, but Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, I really wanna play that game. And the music sounds really interesting. Uh, I was a huge fan of Canvas Curse, and that makes me sad about Rainbow Curse. I know, but just, it looks so good and it sounds so good and I like Kirby games so much. Uh, Ah. Ah, what kind of music? Um, I haven't heard enough to really get a full style down, but I really, mm-hmm. I, I dig it what I heard so far. Was it just like Kirby? Um, yeah, I can't really remember that well. It was a little more, <laughs> uh, something, something. I know, I remember liking wow. it though. It was more something, something. I guess you I'm partially just first, curious. Folks. Perhaps I should go listen to the soundtrack and see how much I like it. And then. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it's, that game's kind of a bummer to me. Just everything I've been hearing about it. I was really hoping it was going to be another Canvas Curse. No, a lot like of people loved it. Who? Who? Um, Polygon loved it. Mm, no one trusts them. What? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I would All trust right. Polygon with my firstborn. I guess everything I've heard, I've heard enough consistent complaints with it, and those complaints sound like things that would ruin it for me. All right. All right. Look at this. I'm going to go to Metacritic. Okay. Who I definitely trust. Oh yeah, Metacritic form. is the the most trusted source on the internet. For Destructoid, sure. mm-hmm. ninety. Well, it's a game that has a little something for everyone, all without compromising its unyielding, unique, and, ind- and undivided attention on its mission to blast pure adorableness into the world in all directions. <sighs> See, to me, it sounds like it's going to be more of like a Kirby 
oh, what's it called? The the yarn Kirby. Epic yarn. Mm-hmm. Epic yarn. More of an epic yarn, and that's okay, but that's not what I want from a follow-up no, yeah, canvas No, yeah, I mean, curse. I totally understand. that. The original Canvas Curse was insanely responsive, fiendishly difficult, and brilliant. Yeah, that's the thing, is it wasn't just, oh, it's a cute game. It's like, this is an incredibly well-made game that's also cute and fun. It was cute, but it had, like, this kind of, like, hardcore, yeah, like, edge to weird, it. It was so good. Yeah. It was the it was one game so where good. Kirby looked angry on the cover, and it felt right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just want to play Canvas Curse again. Um, well, you can I, do that. I think I will do that. Take that, Kirby. Kirby music's really good, though. Yeah, I love Kirby music. I like Kirby music. Okay, so quick, quick quiz here. Top three Nintendo franchises for music. Um. All right, Zelda. Hmm. I mean, I think nowadays I might have to say Mario. Hmm. And Kirby. Hmm. You think that's better than Metroid? Personally, it's a taste thing. Okay. I mean, we've just been through how much I like I know, disagree. happy, poppy stuff. I would put Kirby out and put Animal Crossing in. Oh, goodness me. Animal Crossing. Okay, fine. Yes. Mario, Zelda, and Animal Crossing. Mario's like almost unfair because it's like Mario, there's Mario Party and then there's Mario Well, no, Kart that's games. like demerits. <laughs> like, well, that's no, that's, what, I, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like oh. there are so many. I can't even, like, tell. Mario Kart. It's almost like I can't just say Mario in general. I had to say like the main Mario series. I'd say even like Mario in general. You know, there's stuff like Mario Kart now. Like it's just output so much good music. Yeah, I guess. I guess you know you got a point. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And of course, Zelda's Zelda. It's Zelda. Zelda. Like it has that really creepy song. From... Actually, I want you to explain why Zelda music is good. Zelda because it has that creepy song. Okay, I'll tell you why Zelda music is good. It's All right. because it's based in that grand old tradition of epic fantasy music which is amazing but instead of just being epic fantasy it creates smaller like unforgettable melodies over and over again that's why it's so good yeah it actually feels a little bit like a cross between okay so what's interesting is a lot of japanese rpgs go for a more like you know progressive metal kind of sound in addition to their um Mm -hmm. to their kind of classic fantasy orchestra or it sounds like a very um, very modern take on, on fantasy music yeah. in most JRPGs. It's maybe like super whimsical or super, you know, uh, poppy or something like that. What's interesting to me about, um, Zelda is it uses almost a Western concept of fantasy in that it keeps it very grounded, but it has like that, uh, very melodic, optimistic sound of JRPGs. Yes. It kind so of it- feels like, it's a throwback somehow. Even the earlier mm-hmm. games were a throwback. Right. Kind of like, it almost feels like this little, and this makes it sound kind of like demeaning or something, but almost like this puppet show version of fantasy. Yeah, well, it actually seems to be taking fantasy, stuff like how um, how Western RPGs conceive of fantasy, and making it bright and interesting in a storybook. Rather yeah. than most JRPGs, which are just their whole own thing. And then oftentimes when people say, well, we're going to make a storybook version. And then their music gets all Danny Elfman. And <laughs> there's just Fable. no going back. It's just yeah. ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. It's like nothing yeah, you really want to, you know. I mean, like Zelda has do, 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 do. All right. That, those notes right there, you can play on your stinking instrument. Like music is so... It's ingrained, ingrained in the music, or in, in, sorry, ingrained in the game. Ever since the first game, it has been part of the world. The characters 
hear the music and play the music themselves. It becomes more than just a character theme. It becomes something that characters have made up in the world and taught you, the player. It's very cool. Yep. And then there's that Goron Racing song in Majora's Mask, which just seals the deal. Yes. Which is so brilliant because it um it mixes the horse racing song from Ocarina of Time and the Goron just song makes from Goron Ocarina sing of Time. It. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I assume you agree that that sound is like how Goron sing, correct? Yeah. That, that is that is actually Goron singing. Absolutely. Yes. It's okay. their version of like sure. Gr- Gorgoron Gorgoron Enchant. That's what I was trying to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Gorgoron Enchant. All right, so why is Mario music good? I don't know. (laughs) I was listening to that, to the main theme in the car really intently saying, okay, what's the melody here? It's that do, 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 do. And I'm like, what is, why is this so popular? What? I think it's what just, happened is a spell has been cast on the world. Just I'm not it's saying good. it's bad. I'm just saying it's weird that this, yeah. I mean, that could have just been released in some Latin album in 1981 <laughs> and no one would have ever paid it any attention. Yeah, I mean, partially why Mario music is so good is because it's entered the public consciousness because of how, you know, influential the game was. But there have been plenty of influential games that the music has not stood the test of time. So I suppose, uh, I, I suppose that it's so good because going back to old Con- Koji Kondo, um, it feels again like a throwback. It feels almost like Mickey Mouse, um, mm. like long- longevity. Like right. it, instead of just going for kind of whatever the modern happy poppy sound was that other games were doing, it would, stick to its old it's like it's old timey it'd be a ragtime or it'd be jazz or it'd be something that's so thoroughly charming and mm-hmm. standoutish that it's kind of yeah. hard to forget yeah the best um typically the best music is music that's composed especially for these old properties that have had to stand the test of time over decades is music that's composed in a style that is not just based on what's popular at the time. Yeah. That's one reason Sonic Star Wars. Not that's why sta- Star exactly Wars what I was going so to bring in. That's why Star Wars stood out because it used classical music. So it wasn't like dating itself at all with the type of music it was playing. Uh, similar with Mario. Sonic dates itself a lot more, like explicitly dates itself. Yes. It also dates itself yes. from like five years ago. <laughs> and see, to me, that's a good thing. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with, with doing that, it's quite fun actually, because it turns it into a real, um, like history, uh, adventure. Like, remember when we were talking about Sonic R last week? And we're like, this was made in the 90s. It just was. I'm sorry. It's this. Mm-hmm. There's no, and listening to it again, it sure sounds aged and silly, but it was pretty silly when it came out anyway. <laughs> right. So. I think that's something important to remember about Sonic is like, it, it never feels like it's taking itself that seriously. Like, well, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like it's taking itself pretty seriously. Well, maybe I should say it's never something that one should take too seriously. There we go. Even when it comes out. Yes. I honestly can't say how seriously the developers themselves are taking those games, but I never took it seriously. (laughs) Like, right. I enjoyed it. Most of the time it's pretty, it's pretty out there and knows it. Uh, Yeah. But I think it's, it's, it's a fun idea to take Mm -hmm. specific eras of music because Sonic has to be modern and edgy. If he was, you know, had some kind of timeless um, electronic or, or orchestral score, it'd be boring. <laughs> yep. Like, you want it to be like, oh, now Uncle's is doing rap, and now it's, it's sounding kind of like this is a hyper version of um, Owl City. You know, it's just, that's part of the fun. 
Yep, I agree. Um, all right, lastly, why is Animal Crossing music good? Oh, man, you're asking hard questions. Am I being interviewed? Yes. Animal Crossing music is so good because we talked, like, a whole episode talking about this, at least for the first one. That is not a good reason. It's utterly simple <laughs> and minimalistic and then uses that, like the rest of the game, as an excuse to be brilliant. Is that your answer? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That was a pretty minimalistic answer. Yeah. Are you sure? Thematically, it was minimalistic. I'm pretty happy with it. I think it's good because Toda KK is a genius. But that's what I was saying. That's why he's a genius. Nope. It's the other way around. He's a genius, and that's why that works. Oh, <laughs> all right. I, I, you're right. You're right again, Brian. I know. I know I am. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you, Steve, for this very relaxing chat about video game music. Mm, thank you for this very relaxing. I messed up my line. You did. I'm surprised neither of us are asleep by now, though. Yeah. Because that was really relaxing. Me too. I mean, every. I think the janitor's asleep in the closet right now. He never leaves this place. Oh, my gosh. That's a little creepy, actually. <laughs> sounds like something you'd run across in Tulip. <laughs> or Resident Evil. <laughs> Yes. Which are basically the same game when you think about it. Look it up or don't. Do yourself yeah, a favor. Yeah, don't, actually. Okay, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, if you want to find us on the interwebs, we are at whalesorwhales.com because we are a part of the Whales or Whales network. Yeah. So find other cool shows like this with other cool people like us on there. Uh, Steven, you said you wanted to mention something at the end of the show. Um, yeah, we launched a new show, actually, which is a fairly rare occurrence. Um, Wowza! On whalesorwhales.com, you can now find the Whales or Whales podcast. Yes, that's pod hyphenated cast. It's a reference to the, the grouping of whales known as a pod. It's a scientific term. And if, mm-hmm. if we are not clever, then we are nothing. We are scientists. We are so- <laughs> Nicely done. Um, it's a, it's actually, this episode might as well be in honor of that because that is a, that is a podcast that is just all about us showing up with very few plans and just talking and chatting and having fun. Everyone from the Whales or Whales Network is invited each and every week, but you never know who's going to show up. So we've yep. only done one episode so far, um, but boy, has it been fun. Um, and I I, uh, I predict many more fun times in the future. Indeed, I agree. Um, you can find our good friend Cameron on there most weeks, mm-hmm. um, and probably Stephen and I as well, and whoever else wants to show up. Abigail so. was our last time. Indeed she was. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, and it is kind of like a spiritual successor of Disembodied Voices, which is the first podcast we ever put together. So, so you can I, find the archives for that on whalesandwhales.com under our uh, Retired Projects tab. Wait. Oh, Disembodied Voices, you can't. Yeah. Whales or Whales podcast is not a Retired Project yet. Uh, we haven't had archives of one episode. If, <laughs> if on the insane off chance you're a big fan of Disembodied Voices, this right. really should make you pretty happy because it's pretty much the same thing. It's really similar, just a little bit less video game talk and more stupidity. <laughs> oh, I don't know about more. I really don't know about that. <laughs> um, let's see here. And if you want to find us on Twitter, we are Trainstation at 8. Um, on iTunes, you can find us at Trainstation at 8. We're also Stitcher on Stitcher now. Please, if you liked this show, uh, try leaving us a review on iTunes. We still, I believe, only have one on there, so it would be awesome to hear from... Other people who enjoy the show know why you enjoy it and, you know, just get that iTunes machine running a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you can email us at trainstation88 at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to find me personally on Twitter, I am Lord Meldor. That is L-O-R-D-M-E-L-D-O-R-R. And Steven is Stephen Kelly 180 uh, Anything else, Stephen? Um, 
Wow, I really caught you off guard with that. Ah, uh, nope. Nope. You sure? I mean, can I give one more, um, one more plug to uh, homemade Kazoku? <laughs> no. Okay. Never mind then. We're all good. All right, everyone. Wait, I, I suddenly froze up. Do we have a tagline for this? Uh, nope. Dang it. Ah, I have to think these up on the spot like every single episode for every podcast I do. It's driving me crazy. All right, everyone. Um, go. <sighs> Steven, you're going to have to handle this one. I'm out of ideas. All right. Um, uh, until next time, Tune Seekers. Nope, nope. <laughs> I'm taking this back. I'm taking this back. Gosh darn it. Um,. <laughs> okay, 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 I got one. I got one. <laughs>